Hello, and welcome to Victory Briefings, where we use the Word of God for a victorious life. I'm Dwight Hammond, and I'm glad you're listening today. Be blessed by the Holy Spirit as He gives you new revelation knowledge through this Victory Briefing. In Paul's letter to the Ephesians, in chapter 3, verses 6, 7, and 8, Paul is explaining to us his ministry, and he says that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs of the same body and partakers of his promise in Christ through the gospel, of which I have become a minister according to the gift of the grace of God given to me by the effective working of his power to me who am less than the least of all saints. This grace was given that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. Back in Ephesians 2, verses 11 through 22, we discovered that Christ's work on the cross accomplished much more than just the salvation of individual sinners. It reconciled the Jews and the Gentiles to each other and to God. It is this truth that Paul presented here, And you can imagine the exciting news it would have been. The truth of the mystery reveals to the believing Gentiles that they have a wonderful new relationship through Jesus Christ. To begin with, they are fellow heirs with the Jews and share in the spiritual riches God gave them because of his covenant with Abraham, according to Galatians 3.29. In Christ, being a Jew or a Gentile is neither an asset nor a liability, for together we share in the same body the riches of Christ. There is one body, Ephesians 4, verse 4. As believing Gentiles, our natural birth sets our skin color, but our spiritual rebirth sets our hearts as members of the same body, 1 Corinthians 12, verses 12 through 14. Christ is the head of this body, Ephesians 5:22 and 23 and each individual member shares in the ministry Ephesians 4:10 through 13 Finally in our new relationship we are all partakers of God's promises once we were outside the covenant with no claims of the promises of God Ephesians 2:12 but now in Christ we share the promises of God with believing Jews in Romans 11:13 through 15, Paul explains that the believing Gentiles share in the spiritual riches that God gave Israel. But in the first 12 verses of Romans 11, Paul explains that God has not, because of the church, negated his promises to Israel. The church shares today in the spiritual riches of Israel, but one day God will restore his people and fulfill his promises concerning their land and their kingdom. Praise God. The mystery gives the Gentile believers more than a new relationship. It also reveals a new power available to them. We can see this power in Paul's life. God gave him grace and gave him a stewardship, a special ministry to the Gentiles. And he also gave Paul the power to accomplish this ministry. The word working here is energia, from which we get our word energy. And the word power here is dunamis which gives us dynamite or dynamic. Paul has already told us about his mighty power, Ephesians 
1, 19 through 23. And he will mention it again in Ephesians 3, 20. And again in Ephesians 4, 16. The same resurrection power dwells in us by the Spirit. Romans 8, 11. Finally, there is available to the Gentiles new riches that are unsearchable riches in Christ. According to verse 8 here, Paul called them exceeding riches in Ephesians 2, 7. But here he says they are unfathomable. The words can also be translated untraceable, which means that they are so vast you can never discover their end. Untraceable to me tells me that this mystery cannot be traced back to the Old Testament. Are all these riches available to every believer? Yes. In fact, Paul made it clear that he himself had no special claim on God's wealth, for he considered himself less than the least of all saints. In Ephesians 3.8 here, he called himself the least of all apostles in 1 Corinthians 15.9. Here he called himself not the least of all saints, but less than the least of all saints. He later called himself the chief of sinners when he's describing himself before he was born again in 1 Timothy 1.15. The word grace is mentioned many times here in these verses, and it's a reference to the office of apostle in which Paul stood. He is actually setting up an introduction to the next chapter, where spiritual offices will be discussed for the body of Christ. Each one of these offices is also called a grace in Ephesians 4.7. The reason they are called a grace is that because they have been given by and energized by the effectual working of his power, God's power working in the ministry. God is the giver and sustainer of each and every gift. I think when Paul considers himself to be less than the least of all saints, this points back to the opening verse of this epistle where he gives his name and office. His name means small in Latin, and his office means one of highest rank. The two can go together when you realize that in the natural you are nobody, but in the spirit you are somebody. Paul considers in this verse that in the natural he was not worthy to be given the office of apostle. But understanding the deep truths of God's word does not give you a big head. It gives you a humble heart. You may have been the richest, most powerful, most famous sinner on the face of the earth, and now the lowest member of the body of Christ, but you still took a huge step up. The lowest in God's kingdom is a great promotion from the best the devil will ever have to offer in his domain. Paul is humbled to be given by God the privilege of preaching among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. We need to take a lesson from what Paul is saying. If you want to be used by God, don't try to promote yourself. If you have a choice between taking the high road and the low road, take the low road. You don't need to promote yourself any more than David did when he was a shepherd. When it was time to find a king, God knew where David was, even though Samuel did not. Men may not know where you are, but God does. When David humbled himself... God promoted him. Praise God. Father, I thank you that you have blessed the listener today with your word. I pray that they get the word into their heart, 
by listening again and again and taking notes with their Bible open. Lord, we thank you so much. Bless them in Jesus' name with your mighty, powerful word. I hope you are subscribed and will make it a part of your ministry to share this message with others. God bless you, my friend. This program and other materials are available at victorybriefings.net. Mm-hmm.